Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're here as we celebrate Easter together, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, again, I'm just so excited to spend this time together with you and uh, to talk about what Easter is really all about, which is what I thought I'd do, and just take a few moments to do that with all of you together today. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to sort of break from the series we've been doing and just spend this time really talking about Easter. Uh, I do have a little sort of bad joke for you. That's part of what I do generally. If you don't know, I always start with a little bad joke, and I, I kind of shopped around for a really terrible one for today. That's part of the deal. And I'll see if you like this. What do you get if you pour hot water down a rabbit hole? Hot cross bunnies. Bad, right? I did it. I succeeded. Very cool. Okay. Hot cross bunnies. All right. So, <laughs> I apologize to the visitors, but that's okay. But Easter really <clears throat> isn't about bunnies. It's about Jesus, and it's about you, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Our scripture reading for today, I have two. The first one is out of John 14. 1 through 3, and we touched on this last week, those of you who are here. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Now, I want to add to that this week, Philippians 3.20. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control will transform our lowly bodies so they will be like His glorious body. And blessed be the word of the Lord. So uh, we talked a little last week about the Last Supper and uh, the proposal that takes place in communion and that Jesus is the bridegroom and we're the bride and that He's gone to prepare a place for us. And that um, one day, very soon, he's going to come back for us. And we're, we're just waiting on the Father to say, now's the time. And he's going to come back for us, and we will be with him forever. And then Paul there talked about um, anxiously awaiting our Savior from there. We're, we're spending this time waiting for Jesus' return. And he's going to take him back with us uh, because we're already, uh, since we're betrothed to him already, we're already citizens of heaven, uh, those that are in Christ. And we're waiting for him to come and get us. So what I thought I'd do today in talking about Easter being about Jesus and about you, is start with a little quiz. I know you guys, everybody loves a little quiz, right? This is a multiple choice quiz, and it should be in your bulletin. Uh, and it says this, the, the question is this, how good do you have to be to get to heaven? That's, that's the question. Nobody shout out the answers. We'll just, we'll just give you the answers, and then you, you hold on to yourself. Uh, the answers are, are, how good do you have to be to get to heaven? A, pretty good. B, really good. C, better than Uncle Joe or Aunt Jane, or D, perfect. Those are your choices, and, and how good do you have to be to get to heaven? Well, the answer, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you, is D, you have to be perfect. If you want to go to heaven, you have to be perfect. And I don't mean sort of perfect, or mostly perfect, or 80% perfect. Either you're perfect, or you're not. And the kicker in all this, and why it's worth uh, talking about on Easter, is that I think the vast majority of people that, that I encounter and talk to in, in, in these situations um, sort of have a tendency to believe that the answer is really A, B, or C. 
they think, you know, they're, they're pretty good, sort of on a relative scale, or really good, you know, especially lately, or something, or, um, you know, then they're going to get to heaven, or, you know, compared to Uncle Joe and Aunt Jane, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it because of that, which, which is really a pretty usually easy comparison, because we, we tend to sort of only compare ourselves to someone who, who we don't think is as good as we are. Uh, the deal is, though, that's not what God does. When God makes a comparison, He compares us to His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we all fall short of His divine glory. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So the reality is this, that God is perfect, and heaven is a perfect place, and, and obviously if we, if we are not perfect... And, and somehow we could get to heaven, then heaven would no longer be a perfect place. And so, so if you want to go to heaven, you have to be perfect from the moment of birth until the moment of death with no failure at all in between. Because God's standard is absolute perfection. That means in thought, word, and deed, 100% of the times. Which means we're left really with two options if we want to go to heaven. One, we've got to be perfect ourselves. Or two, we've got to find someone who can be perfect in our place. And since all of us have messed up option one a long, long time ago, um, the only thing that we might have hope for is option number two. We've got to find someone who can be perfect in our place. Romans 5.8 says this, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. See, that's part of the Easter story, the crucifixion. But Jesus went to the cross. But it doesn't end there on the cross. The rest of the Easter story is all about the resurrection. Jesus defeated death and rose again. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 6 says this, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. And after that, He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Jesus went to the cross. He defeated death. He rose again. And there were hundreds of eyewitnesses to this account, not just a myth or a story, hundreds of eyewitnesses. And at the time of the writing of those Scriptures, many of the eyewitnesses were still alive. And, And see... His death and resurrection have made a way for us to be reconnected to a perfect and holy God because God now sees us in the perfection of His Son. That's the message of Easter. That's the good news. Let me uh, try and illustrate it this way, if I can, um, today with you. So we have perfect God, which is what we started with. I talked about that. And, and, and uh, He created us for relationship with Him. But the problem is, all of us have sinned. And once we've sinned, once we've blown it, once we weren't perfect, 100% of the time, this separation came between us and a perfect and holy God. We had a problem. And, and once you're not perfect, you can't get back to being perfect. You can't. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you work, no matter how many good things you do, it doesn't elevate you back to perfect. You're still flawed once you've, once you've messed up even once. And so we had a big problem. We couldn't get back to God. But, but God, see, loves us so much, so God made a way for us. And that's what the Easter story is. It kind of starts with Christmas. Uh, God came. Um, he came in a, in a, you know, in a miraculous way, um, and he, he came and lived a perfect life among us. For his entire life, he lived a perfect life. The Bible says that, you know, he was tempted every way as, as we are, yet was without sin. He never sinned. And he lived this perfect life, 
And then he willingly went to the cross, and now we're at the Easter story. He, he, went to the, he went willingly to the cross, and he gave his life for ours there on the cross. He, he paid for all our sin by living this perfect life. And then, and then he died, and he was buried, and then he defeated death, and he rose again. And, and he now sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. Well, the amazing thing for us now is that for all of us who choose to accept and believe in that, is God now sees us in the perfection of His Son. So even though we all know we're not perfect, and you know, it doesn't take long to figure out that you're not perfect, um, and, and, we, and we get that that's the standard, even, but now when God looks at us, He sees us in the perfection of His Son as already being made perfect. It's an amazing thing, this whole process of Easter. It's an amazing thing. And, and see, this is what the, why it's called good news. This is amazing news. We all know we've messed up. We couldn't get back, but God made a way for us in Christ. And now we can get back in Him. That's the good news. Now, what you do with it is really up to you. You can, you can listen to it. You could read about it. You might notice it affecting the lives of people, your family, your friends. Or, if you never have, you can also claim it for yourself. You can make it your own. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says this, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Really, the words couldn't be simpler or plainer or clearer. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Now, you, you might say hearing that, Steve, you're making that way too simple. Um, but the reality is, I'm not the one that made it simple. God did. He did it all. God has done everything necessary for you to go to heaven. He sent His Son who died on the cross and rose from the dead. And what you have to do is believe in that, trust in that, stake your life on that, rest everything you have on it, and confess that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord, and you will be saved. God made it simple. What I want to do is make it available to anybody who needs to do that today. And, and we make it available with a really simple little prayer that says, you know, Lord, uh, I'm, a, I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm not perfect. I have messed up. I've sinned. I've done things I shouldn't have done. And, and, and yet, Lord, I, I believe in what you've done for me at the cross, that Jesus, you came and you lived a perfect life, and you died, and you rose again. And I believe, God, that that, that happened for me. Because Easter's about Jesus, and Easter's about me, and you wanting to reconnect with me. And, and in effect, that's, that's what we do to come back. Lord, I, we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that all of this took place for us. And, and I want to give you an opportunity to respond to that if you never have, with just that real simple prayer, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins and come into my heart be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. That's the prayer that I want to pray with you. And I want to do it this way, if we could. Would you just for a moment do this with me and just sort of bow your heads and close your eyes? I, won't, I promise you I won't take you long. And, and what I want to do is, is just ask if, if, if you would pray that prayer with me, that, that with everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed, and I, I'm not going to have you do anything else other than this, would you just slip your hand in the air tonight and say, you know what, I need to pray that prayer. And I want to get that right in my life tonight. Okay, good. I see hands coming up. Good for you. Good. Okay. You can put your hands down. I want everybody, if you would, to pray this simple prayer with me. Because families do things together. And let's just pray this simple prayer right after me. Lord Jesus, 
Please forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And let me pray for you. You don't need to repeat after me anymore. Father, I pray for each person in this room. I pray for all those first who raised their hand and prayed that prayer. And I pray, God, that they would just know you right now as the one who created them and who loves them with an everlasting, everlasting love. And that you would fill them now with your spirit, Lord. I pray for all of us, Lord, that you on this day would refresh and renew us and refill us again with all that you are. And that that your, your Holy Spirit would just come and settle in us and on us once again so that we might live for you forever. Now and forever, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, what I'd like to do on Easter, just a little different, but if it's okay, I want to sing a song for you. And uh, it's an Easter song. I got to put my glasses on, though, because I can't see. And uh, this song is going to get better as it goes, I hope. But uh, I want you to join in wherever you can. And uh, you're going to sing the hallelujahs with me, all right? I love you, Lord, all my heart. Given me a brand new start, and I just want to sing this song to you. Well, it goes like this the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, and the major lift. My heart and soul are praising Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. A crown of thorns placed on his head. He knew that he would soon be dead, he said. Did you forget me, Father, did you? Nailed him to a wooden cross Soon all the world would feel the loss Of Christ the King before us Hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. He hung his head and prepared to die. Then lifted his face up to the sky. Said, I'm coming home now, Father, to you. We would trail his final seed. Gently lifted to his lips, drank his last and gave his all the glory.
soldier who had used his sword to pierce the body of our Lord said, truly this was Jesus Christ our Savior. He looked with fear upon his sword and turned to face his Christ and Lord fell to his knees crying hallelujah. The thorny crown wraps him in a living gown and laid him down to rest inside the tomb. The whole scene is his hands and his feet now. In our hearts, we know he died to save us from ourselves. Oh, hallelujah! Again they came to move the stone, to bless the slain with oil and spice anointing. Hallelujah. But as they went to move the stone, they saw that they were not alone. For Jesus Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church.
give him praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Happy Easter. So, uh, God is good. Amen. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to move into our extended worship time. But to uh, process into that, we're going to get you standing just for a few minutes. So we're going to go ahead and take up our offering together. So why don't you stand with me for that, please? And we'll, we'll uh, do our offering to the Lord. Father, we are so thankful for an opportunity to present to you your tithe, our gift, our offering. We pray, God, you would use it to your glory. But that's why it's given. We come as cheerful givers returning to you a portion of all that you've given us. And Papa, I pray you would open the floodgates of heaven, pour out blessing on each person here, Lord. Meet them, God, at the point of their need and then overwhelm them with all that you are. Your love, your mercy, your grace, your kindness, your compassion, and your incredible provision for your children. And Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Won't you come present your tithe, your gift, your offering to the Lord? Then we'll take a few minutes to greet one another, say hello, meet some new people, freshen your coffees if there any left. We're going to move into our extended worship time in five minutes. We'd love for you to stay and just worship the Lord together tonight. But thank you so much for being here.